Hey, what is up, guys? So, we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones today. Yay! So, the final premiere of the final season has just landed and 17.4 billion views on HBO, if you can believe it, uh, on Sunday night. And imagine that is like everywhere around the world. And can you imagine if it's 17.4 billion, but it could not be just, it could just be one person's account but like countless of people are watching so it's like hundreds of people are watching the show and it could we could even hit a billion views on HBO and stuff like that uh anyway so I I'm just so enthralled by this fantasy series that everybody is at this point um Yes, I could give a bit, bit of a backstory of how I fell in love with uh, everything Game of Thrones because um, to be honest, when I first heard of this cultural phenomenon called Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, okay, cool, like a new fantasy series, I love fantasy, let's, let's go watch it. So I clicked on the link and I mean I clicked on the whatever link that I, I used back then and I was horrified to say the least because I came I come from Lord of the Rings I come from Narnia I come from Harry Potter these are like very very um, pure I would say I mean obviously Harry Potter Narnia no Harry Potter is not as pure as Narnia and Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings and Narnia is very very you know, like very untouchable, very pure, very like children's book fantasy kind of series. So I come from this kind of series and you know when to from that stage to to see uh love the uh to see Game of Thrones <laughs> almost forgot the theme of the thing that I'm saying. So f- I was a bit horrified because like oh my god like why are these people why is everybody like having sex all the time why are there boobs and butts I cannot believe it why is why are there nude people okay just disclaimer I was of age I was of age but I was not yeah I wasn't into all this kind of stuff it was so uh yeah I was okay with the gore because like a lot of the race does get gory like Narnia that do have like this kind of like you know, I mean, obviously not as explicit, but I'm okay with gore. But it was like the sex scenes, it was the nudity. I watched it. one episode, the first episode with um, Danny in the bathtub, I think. And she was preparing for for the, the the marriage to Drogo and she was naked. And I was like, okay, I'm switching off now. I don't want to watch this kind of like thing. You know, like... Um, I guess like a lot of Tolkien purists wouldn't wouldn't count like Lovings as uh sorry Game of Thrones as fantasy because like they're more like oh this is more saturated with pop culture uh, more towards pop culture and not as fantasy like but in the end I think you know every there's a space for everybody and I think that it has stood the test of time. It is um a very well established fantasy series. So I came back to Game of Thrones. Um, obviously, the hype was going all around it, and I wasn't really very interested for almost four years. Um, after that first unfortunate first episode, 
so ya I was of age but ya I wasn't very interested anyway so after awhile after four years I think I watched an a youtube video on (um) OkCupid channel and it was like alpha sale equals J and you know I was like what's this so I I clicked on it and and (um) he started explaining everything about you know liana about #rhaegar# and then like how you gonna have like the son called john and I'm like [oh] my god that's so intriguing and that was in time of my life where I was very very interested in conspiracy theories like so and like imagine a show with conspiracy theories like okay lord of the rings and narnia and everything everything is so straightforward like there's no like mystery there's no okay we know who are the bad guys who are the good guys there's there's not as of that time fantasy was not as well thought out as I mean as well thought out in the sense of (um) like intrigue okay fantasy is well thought out in the sense of like (um) you know world building and character development and this kind of thing and like the world is very (um) fantastical and that's the the fantasy I was brought up in the very pure type but (um) when it comes to like conspiracy theories and like you know this kind of like court politics this kind of thing and or even the daily life of a person in middle earth you don't see that as much (uh) in lord of the rings and (um) to see that in game of thrones and to see that kind of like weird theory that suddenly popped out I was very intrigued I was really really like [oh] okay that's interesting so I went down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories even before watching the series like for like for for sure like I because I wasn't that interested so for me like if I'm not that interested I don't really care whether or not I'm spoilt I mean spoilt by the spoilers or anything so I just went went on like suddenly suddenly I started liking one of the characters which obviously is #yasmin arya# because you know she's so feisty and you know the little tomboy girl who is (um) a bit more (uh) not the princessy type of person and we don't get that we don't have that kind of character in (uh) in most of fantasy series we mostly get like the very stereotype trope characters but we don't get the arya type of character so I was very intrigued then I went down the rabbit hole and then I am here and I I so seven is actually the first season that I caught (um) in real time I would say because like I was like eagerly waiting for every single episode to drop like everybody else and I know that seven has a bit of a mixed reaction from the fans I'm not too sure but I liked it all the same I (uh) I I like that I was able to catch up with all the characters (um) in real time kind of while everybody while the rest of the world is watching yeah and welcome to the fandom which after after like four years of like not watching it so seven I caught it in real time but before seven I watched I watched all the episodes and (um) I also read the books so I I think the episodes I sort of like skipped somewhere cause like when you're on a binge of like six seasons right you sort of like pick and choose or skip certain scenes or like cause you just want to get to the meat of the story then (uh) and obviously I always skip to the Arya scenes or the John scenes or like you know the Daenerys scenes because they are they are like my favourite characters all the underdog all the like you know like not very um affluent people not affluent lah I would say not not the very privileged people the very downtrodden underdog people yeah they they were my favourites
um, anyway, um, after that, after, after seven, after watching seven, no, before watching seven, uh, I also watched, I also read the books. So I read until Dance of Dragons. I actually read and then I already wrote some of them. And so I was very well caught up from seven, like when seven hit. And you know, like there are certain characters which I really like, uh, besides the ones who are not in the books. I mean, besides the one who are in the books that I previously mentioned, Danny, John, Arya, I sort of fell in, fell out of love with Danny throughout the season because she was being such a bitch. And, um, but I was very, um, I was more intrigued with Grey Worm and Sunday as I watched, and I know that they are not very so-called so like they're not really who they are meant to be in the books like in the books like Misani is a little girl and Grey Worm is like and Grey Worm is still the Yunak guy uh, Yunak commander guy but uh, yeah but I still like the both them and their relationship dynamic and it, it is something very cute and pure and lovely and amazing in their relationship um Danny I like her when she was like younger and when she was like um, when she was still on the dog and she didn't have these three nuclear weapons that we have that we, we know of as the dragons um, now she has like everything she's more of like some, someone that I root for less mm. so these are the this is my history of Game of Thrones so for the episodes um itself uh for on my end i think it's a episode with a lot of payoff and i think it's one of the best episodes i watched bef- like in real time i'm sure like because like i watched most of them on the binge before seven and that was like two years ago so everything was is a blur to me honestly i know i should have done a rewatch before eight i probably do it because i do have hbo now so i probably do it like in my free time and i don't really much have much of it but you know, I'm gonna watch it. Some the ones I've forgotten. But you know, I watched little segments of this shoot. This uh, little segments of um eight, eight one multiple times because obviously there's so many reunions and there's so many wonderful things that happen. And yeah, I like I like the scenes that happen and a lot of the chemistry between the actors as well. Um, it's a good script. It's a good um writing. It's good directing. And but the char- the actors really paid, like paid it off. Like everything, just gelled so well together. Uh, I think a lot of people are giving a lot of rave reviews for it, it one, I would say. So, the callback, the first callback we have is the opening shot of the little kid running through Winterfell. Uh, it was a callback to Bran running throughout the wall and like climbing around and uh, I think it was Arya also who who went to see that shot of the king the um, Baratheon army in the first episode in 1-1 that time um, so so yeah now Arya the first main character we see is Arya and she's really excited to see John. And then she sees Gendry and she sees the hound and she's so 
like she has that little smile on her face and you know it's we haven't seen Arya smile in a very long time and whenever Maisie with them smiles it's just like you know all sunshine and stuff like that in the cafe and she is so full of love towards John and she sees the dragon she's like whoa holy shit what are gonna do now and um you also see Sansa and Sansa is not so thrilled about that and but we'll get we'll get back to that later. So we get the I probably split my sort of review into a few parts. So the stuff that happened in Winterfell, Unions, Bran and John. So Bran is like now the G.I. Raven uh, and John is like the king in the north but he's also not the king in the north, he's like the uh, mm, whatever he is right now, the ki- the queen's boyfriend. Um, so Bran, and they haven't seen each other for like, I think in their time, in our time it's like 7 years, but in their time it's like what, 10 years, I don't know. So it's like, you're a man, and Bran's like, almost. And I was going to expect him to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a raven, I'm the three-eyed raven, that kind of thing. And so... So she, um, John sort of introduces Danny to Sansa, and Sansa is really like, like totally like not having it at all. She's totally cold towards um, Danny. Danny is like, oh, she's like complimenting her and being all nice, but Sansa is like, Winterfell is your so grace, and she's totally cold and stuff like that. And you know, like Bran butts in and say, Oh, we don't have time for this, we're gonna die, you know, we're all gonna die, can we just get to business? You know, that kind of thing. And then, oh my god, that scene where Liana Mormon stares at her, and another lot screen, but Liana Mormon was the one, she stares at Danny with that intense look on her face, like, Who the? F is this bitch, oh my god, that was like the best scene ever. Liana Mormon is like the best, okay, Arya or Liana Mormon? I think Liana Mormon has the best RBF, resting bitch face, whatever, resting lady face. Uh, she's it, resting bear face, oh my god, because she's a lady of Bear Island, resting bear face. I coined this word, I coined it. Guys, you know, oh my god, yeah, she's... She was totally not having it at all. So after that, they con they concert conversing. They go back to the, the the. The hall thing, yeah, and and um, Lord Amber, Sansa is like I'm calling for all our banners to like, to like um. To to rise together and Lord Amber, uh, the the little kid was like, um. Okay, I I need more horses and wagons. Sansa's like, okay. Then Lord Amber's like, uh, my lady, uh, and my lord, and my queen. And it's like the funniest thing because like the dynamic, there's three powerful leaders like, right down there and Bran obviously. And the dynamic is like, the power structure and stuff like that. And, you know, it's so... It's so everybody can see that, and it's so weird right now because there's three, like, 
leaders in Winterfell and you know it's gonna like it's gonna cause a shit show and it totally was a shit show I would say like seven was bad this was so much worse so much worse than than seven than anything that happened in seven so anyway uh, the other woman was like oh you're grace but you're not your grace aren't you and she totally smacked down John like nobody's business not important um, that kind of thing like we named you King in the North so that girl needs an, like an Oscar award right like right now she's amazing Bella Ramsey she's amazing I and like the RBF she shows we need her and I, I think you know like they forget about the armies forget about the dragons or oh, forget it we know the dragons are fallible because you know the Syrian is like the like a like can be thought by the, the that thingy that um that brawn used to kill him we just need the other moment to stare down the night king and the war will be over i am totally sure of that so so it, that's the kind of like the tense scene and um you know Tyrion tries to like curry favor the northern lords and we should know by now that the northern lords cannot be curry favored they are not of the south they are very rigid stoic men and they are not like the north the south where they curry favor and Tyrion's not used to that and Danny is not used to that and Danny is actually Danny is kill or be killed kind of thing right She's not also not used to the kind of like Westerosi politicking in the sense of the southern kind of lords. But the north the people in the north are very like stoic and very uh, I would say the SJ type of people. Like if you if you like if you know about MVPI, they are the they are the guardians. They're practically the guardians because like like in, in in the law of like Game of Thrones, they are supposed to be a people who um, defend against the the wall of the Night King. That's why the Starks are, are even there. That's why you should always have a Stark in um, Winterfell because of that that seat of that that role that they play. So yeah, and and um, the court was. Court was a very tense, very it's a shit show. Honestly, um, Tyrion was like trying to curry favor them, but they're not having it. And Sansa was like immediately saying or shooting him down, saying, "Oh, um, so how the hell are we gonna feed an army of the Traki and Salit and two full drag, full grown dragons? And what the dragons eat anyway?" And she's like not even staring at Danny, and she's like, and she's like doing all this and. Then it's like whatever they want and the two of them were like oh my god the cattiness in that scene was like oh my god I love it I'm living for it like you know I don't like cattiness in your life obviously but I'm living for it it's so funny to watch them the two of them two very strong uh, strong ladies and strong very strong women pit against against each other in that one scene oh my goodness it's so good it was so good and yeah, I, I I thought like I would love other things in that series. Obviously, I knew I, I, I love other things in the, all the reun- reunions and stuff like that. But that scene was like my favourite scene. 
Yeah, the northern lords. It will be Sansa and Tyrion, and that was a really good one. I thought it was really funny in the way that I uh, guess only Tyrion and Sansa could have in that exchange. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a bit hard to explain why my wife suddenly ran off after the wedding, and Sansa was like, oh, sorry, and uh, Tyrion's like, many underestimated you, most of them are dead by now. And then... Oh, the burn moment was like, when Sansa was like, uh, you really think that your sister is going to let the Lannister army march towards Winterfell uh, for you? And Tyrion was like, you know, she has something to live for. And Sansa was like, you used to be the cleverest man I, I know. Like that kind of thing. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, that was a sick burn. Like, get some burn heal for that, bro, because it is totally gonna be painful. It's like a freaking third degree burn. And, you know, it's like, you know, Sansa is grown so much as character. I really like her jibes, her, her humor, that her, almost her, her, that kind of, uh, the, the, the woman that she's, that she's gone, grown into. And after that, Bren and Tyrion exchange her, kind of like look and when he's in the courtyard and Tyrion's staring down that kind of thing and I think Bran is like like everywhere for now you know almost like a you know how ravens are like everywhere and like they will call when someone's like about to die I don't know if that I don't know I don't know if that is like a that just came to me as I stopped I was talking in the podcast I'm like I have no idea like, I mean like what if like the people that Bran are looking at are actually going to die, that kind of thing, I mean, okay, okay, that being said, he looks at a lot of people, but the people that he pointedly stares at when, um, after a scene, that kind of thing, they're the ones who are going to die, and he's like cryptically telling them, okay, you're going to die, or something bad is going to happen to you, oh my god, Tyrion, you're screwed, so yeah, and so another point I saw in that was like, Tyrion is now the, uh, not the smartest man because Bran is sick, burn, dead. Yeah, I can't, you can't see me there because it's a podcast, so it's dead. So the next scene that we would have been all been waiting for for the past 10 years, um, even before I wanted, before I watched the show, I knew I was waiting for it. No, kidding, just kidding. But we all wanted that reunion so badly. John and Arya. Oh my god. I was so, so, so satisfied with this reunion. It was so, so, so good. It's like everything was like so perfect for this reunion. That smile on her face when she saw him. You know, when he was brooding under that, that weirwood tree. And remember that Tyrion? <laughs> it was like very funny because like, remember when Tyrion teased him about brooding and like you Starks are always brooding everywhere all the place but it's true John likes to brood so he was brooding under the, the weirwood tree and you know Arya is like like coming up to him used to be taller then she he was like how did you sneak up on me like that and you know you know he's like that she's like an assassin now she's a ninja and <laughs> it's really very really funny it's really very really cute and 
the smile that breaks out on her face when she sees him is like oh my god as per usual when Maisie Williams smiles the world smiles with her so beautiful and they were just hugging and he she leaps to his arms and he said he was like um have you used needle and she was like um once or twice I like almost unironically unironically um and and the thing about um family and stuff like that uh I think I think that it's very interesting because you know Arya and Sansa the reason why I didn't really like Sansa because like I knew that I like Arya so it's like it's team Sansa team Arya right kind of thing but um now that I now that Sansa has changed so much I really like her but but John doesn't know I mean John knows that but he doesn't know that he doesn't know it that much and he, he didn't see that whole showdown with the finger and things like that and you know to him uh, Sansa is like a know-it-all she's like a um what they used to be like like I, I would think in their childhood they used to be like the two of them against Sansa but you know like I guess Ariel and he's trying to like maybe she's like, he was like trying to call back to that, that scene in their childhood but now 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 it's a different time I think Ariel's trying to tell him you know it's a bigger as you said it's a bigger war John as you as you keep telling us it's a bigger world out there um and you know our, our sister is just trying to protect our family and he was like oh I'm your family too and she hugs him and says, don't forget that. And, and there's something so pure about a relationship. It's so cute and so so sweet between the two of them. And it's like really, really perfect. And um, it's a conclusion that I wanted to watch for the past however many years that I've been waiting for it. And we've all been waiting for it. And I don't get why people um, don't like this scene. It was a, it was a perfect scene. Perfect scene, perfect scene. So, the next person that Arya runs into is Gendry and the Hound. So the Hound's like, Oh, you left me to die, you little bitch. And she's like, staring at him. And he's like, no wonder you're still alive. And she's still staring at him, then he leaves. <laughs> and then, um, she meets up with Gendry and... Uh, they're really very cute. Uh, I think this credits to the two actors. They have very good chemistry. Awesome. True, the roof, roof chemistry. Because I didn't expect them to have such amazing, amazing chemistry. Oh my goodness. And I think I didn't really catch that on the first watch. Because I think the, the, the male actor, uh, Jamie Dempsey or John Dempsey or something like that. He wasn't playing to that because I think it, to him it felt a bit weird. Uh, to Arya, I think she was supposed to play him, play her as a crush, um, but not not to Gendry much. But now that they're two both consensual, consenting adults, they should be, you know, be okay with the age gap and stuff like that. Wouldn't be such an issue as compared to like ages ago where she's like so young and he's like, you know, ten years older than her, something like that. And I think it also fulfilled the prophecy of like what Robert Baratheon said about oh my son and your daughter um, 
reuniting the two houses of Stark and Baratheon. Um, and or it could be that they never get to, they don't get together and uh, Baratheon and Stark are just doomed not to like be together like Lyanna and Robert and um, Joffrey and uh, Joffrey quote unquote Joffrey and um, Sansa and Arya and you know Gendry might be the it could be either that time's a charm or I don't know strike three and you're out <laughs> we never know with these producers man uh, anyway speaking of Sansa would it be like like totally like like a very like beautiful thing if like the two sisters found themselves on opposite ends um, because like Sansa is like now a lady but she's a lady through her own power her own, her own wit her own um, cleverness and stuff like that and you know she, she didn't used to be she always started out submissive and she always started out like uh, I want to just get married to a lord that's how I want to be a lady but she sort of achieves her ladyship now through okay being like uh, because John sort of like leaves Winterfell to her and also because um, she, she, she did save the Battle of the Bastards and she did save uh, Winterfell through um, the Battle of Bastards back in season 6 and I think Sansa is like really out of all the characters she's really like showing up to be one of the best at Regency and court politics and uh, after like seeing all these people um, like Cersei and uh, Peter Baelish work all her life and she learns and she really does learn and she really does know how to match the court and know how to stand her ground this time and she's a lady in her own right and she got there and she got it through her own her own hard work and stuff like that and you know Arya her her whole thing is now about it's, it's about revenge assassinations and killing and I want to kill everybody that kind of thing and she always was someone who saw herself as a very uh, she always relied on herself and she's, she was always very strong a strong female character um, and wouldn't it be like wonderful if like she ends up marrying someone and Sansa ends up being happy on her own self like because like uh, honestly Sansa has enough bad relationships to last her a lifetime she doesn't need any more of that bullshit uh, she has like all her relationships are bad she ha- she can be happy by herself and she can be happy ruling with the fell and I think she is in that position of security right now uh, I think she doesn't need uh, like a man to be like she doesn't need love to make her happy and stuff like that and Arya on the other hand has always been on a path of revenge and a path of vengeance and like would it be so cool if like she finds love and she finds like satisfaction and she realizes that oh okay I want to be a lady because not because I want to um not because I I, I know I'm not she she already knows that she's a very strong woman but you know like but uh, relinquishing that kind of like strong uh, not, not, not that strong but that that vengeance that streak of vengeance for love or oh, that would be like 
like a like the you know the dream come true for all of us but you know you never know as I said if all these like producers or what they're gonna and and writers and what they're gonna like plan for these people we can never we can just hope lah the 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 two of them found like joy and happiness through each other's like childhood dream that kind of thing because you know childhood dreams do change uh it's it's part of life and and I think I was still very young and Gen- Gendry is still very young and technically all of them are still super young which is sort of like a lead, lead in to my next point respect is how the young keep us at a distance so we, we don't remind them of an unpleasant truth that nothing lasts forever so this quote was by Varys after he after he in response to like um, Tyrion saying or um, the queen respects everybody who's like in age and stuff like that um, and yeah he was like responding to that because Sedavos was like saying um, the queen listens to the councilman and he listens to Varys and uh, he listens she listens to um, Tyrion <laughs> yeah we have them there as the three lonely old men even though Tyrion isn't that lonely um Anyway, the yeah the so Sedavos was actually in that scene um suggesting a marriage between John and Danny and I think a Targaryen marriage um if for Danny herself I think she wouldn't really care about it uh, as in like she wouldn't mind that they're in an incestuous relationship and I think when the truth of the parentage comes out the thing that will hurt her the most or like anger her the most is not gonna be the parentage or like oh she's I'm dating my nephew that kind of thing it will be definitely 100% the claim so the claim of the like iron throne um Danny will be like more a lot more crazed or you know go mad queen about it than the what will like trigger her the most is not gonna be like I'm dating my nephew I, she's done weirder things than that she's dated her brother she's not dated lah but the brother is like totally used her for everything and you know in that in that weird relationship and you know Targaryens have that kind of like um they have that that incestuous thing going on like in the past and you know like some of that there was this king who had sister wives and they had two of them so it's not very um a pro- it's gonna it's not gonna be a problem for her in that relationship. However, the the problem will be the claim on the throne. She will freak if she knows that John has a better claim than her. And obviously, uh, and obviously the dragons already know that. So sort of like they know not about the claim thing, but they know that um he's a Targaryen because like she totally they totally like warmed up to him especially Rhaegal which is like John's um you know John's father is Rhaegal Targaryen and um the one who yeah the the unfortunate Rhaegal who dies in the end um you know hopefully he doesn't the nice Rhaegal wouldn't kill wouldn't be killed as Viserion was and you know the thing is that it's really cute because like it really shows that um in her tr- like 
in her three dragons, the one she's closest to is Drogon, which is um, obviously a, a play on Drogo and Khal Drogo. So I would think that she's actually closest, like in Danny's heart, like Drogon is like the best guy, that kind of thing. Like she's like he's like the best, best of the all of all of her loves in her life. He nobody can take. Drogon's place, Drogo's place in her life and Drogon's as well. Um, yeah, I think, I think, the dragons totally know that he's a Targaryen. Uh, but you know, you can see Drogon getting a bit, you know, protective over, um, Danny when they were kissing, in the dragon ride. But Rhaegar was like totally nice to, to join and stuff like that, and, like. You know, being very, yes, like kind of like, uh, letting him write him and stuff like that. And finally, I think for Winterfell, plot point about R plus L equals J and A. Oh my god, it was like a huge revelation that I did not expect to be so quick to sort of like be revealed. And none of us really expected it to be so fast, but you know, Bran was like, Oh no, we had to tell him now, and you have to tell him Samuel Tali. And Sam is like totally not feeling this new queen like everybody else because you know, like, like Sam, Sam was like, um, like after the whole uh, helping Jara Mormon, like taking out the grey skill and stuff like that. Uh so so um so Danny wanted to like uh thank Samuel Tali for his help. Then she it totally snowballs from down there. It's like oh my goodness. The conversation was at first it went well and then like oh like he was totally respectful and stuff like that and and um Suddenly you said, "Oh, I I burned your father. Oops, I burned your, uh oh, it's okay. I have my my brother to go home to. No, oops, I burned your brother as well, and he was like not having it. He was super upset and he was crying and stuff like that. Poor Sam, and you know he was like. Then he meets like our dear, uh, what's his name, our dear Brand, and he's like Brand's like we have to tell him now that, you know his parentage and stuff like that." And yeah, and then and he tells him, and he's like, "Oh, she didn't tell you like um, she didn't tell you that uh, she killed my freaking brother and father." Okay, even though my father was a a huge horrible person to me, um, but she killed my brother. My she killed my brother in dragon fire, and he was so upset. And you know, like um, and you know what else she didn't tell you? You're a secret Targaryen, my friend. So like obviously, I don't think that Daenerys knows that Jon's a Targaryen, but yeah, I think it was it it would come as uh like a I mean like even if she did, then she did know I don't think she would tell him at all, like you know he's starting to like see cracks in that that relationship I don't know like you know like he he's now in the bubble like where. Oh, everything's cool. Like I, I, I kind of like save my people. I brought this northern, uh, southern queen, um, 
and she has two full grown dragons and we're gonna defeat the white walkers and we're gonna like live happily ever after and stuff like that and and I, I get to see my siblings but now it's bubble is burst like the dragon queen may be like a crazy lady after all and you know I think Sansa's right Arya's right and the rest of them the northern lords were alright that he shouldn't have abdicated his own throne that kind of thing and bend the knee to her and yeah and and stuff like that and um I would say this will come as a shock to to like both both of them especially Daenerys I, I think she would like she, it could trigger her to go into like the whole um crazy lady dragon lady kind of thing like kill them all kill them all uh yeah and I need dragon fire but I think we will see the night king first before I don't know if I mean like would you would you think that she I mean like it's all is said and all is said and done would the night king be the big bad or would it be Cersei who's the big bad because like now the thing is Cersei is sort of like telling her obviously telling her army that oh we let them kill each other and then like whoever is left we just pick off pick them off one by one that kind of thing and I don't know it's like I guess we will see because like the Night King is like Representing the the like the army, like nature, that kind of thing. While Cersei and like the other big bats are representing like human human evil. And speaking of the Night King, we see uh, we don't see him in this movie in this like episode, but we do see a sign, a sigil, a like thing of poor little Lord Amber. Oh my goodness, you're so sad for him and he like like the rest of the night watch people and the Yeah and uh Tommen and and the rest of them. <laughs> it's so cute, like the Tommen scene was very funny because like uh Tommen was like I've always had blue eyes and like the guy was like, you know he has blue eyes and kind of thing, yeah, I always had blue eyes and, and like not Amber uh, and they and they were like almost gonna attack each other like on the same side yeah like on the same side but they almost attack each other and after that they found like poor little Lord Amber was like killing was killed and his body parts were all were all like uh split and inside in, in, in a very uh weird symbol and, and they set him on fire and uh, you know he looks like what symbol is that? Like, I have no idea. Like, when I watched it, I was like, okay, that's gross. But then after that, when I saw the symbol stuff, it's like, hmm, what is that? What, who is this? Who does that represent? And I guess what people say, it looks like a, it looks like the Targaryen symbol. Yeah, it does. It does look like it a lot. Um, But it could be his own, his own, like, symbol, I guess. It could be also 
you know, like him in reference to him saying that, oh, I, like, you know, screw you, I, I, I have your dragon now, I, I can, I, I sort of, I have one up against you, that kind of thing. Who knows, man? Like, this show is so cool and so, like, amazing and stuff like that. But it definitely does look like a Kagen symbol. Like, not looking at it, because I'm, like, googling it now. It does look like it a lot. But, oh well. We will see in epi- the next episode, I guess. Then, I suppose the rest of them, like, other stuff that were important were, like, uh, Cersei, Sleeps with Euron, and, um... Yeah, I guess I don't really have much reaction to that. Uh, and she was drinking wine when she was pregnant, like supposedly pregnant, allegedly pregnant. And uh, Bron, Bron's scene was like, oh my god, that was so gratuitous. Like you're sleeping with three horse, and like, is that even necessary? GOT, like okay, yeah, we know this guy's like a cell sort, and he likes only once, like women and stuff like that and like whatever but yeah like like the the, the funniest thing right is like the horse that the horse oh my god the horse were like were like chatting while they were like servicing him and they were like they were like like casually chatting to each other it's like hello can you stop talking about the Lannister guy and Lannister kids I shot down the fucking dragon account it's so funny. And then uh the the guy came comes in and then says he has to kill either one of them and it's like this fucking family <laughs> It's so funny, like Braun always has the best seeds man and and you know like I think I don't know if he would actually be um Loyal towards Jamie and, and Tyrion, I don't know. Hopefully, he has some loyalty in him. But he is a self sort And. Oh, yeah, speaking of Jamie. Another last. Another one of the last scenes is. Our dear Jamie manages to meet with an old friend. Who is that? Who could that be when he reaches Winterfell? Staring right at him was. The cold dead eyes of our dear human CCTV camera, Brand Stark, the guy who we pushed off the window like ten years ago. Oh my god, that that must be like the most awkward, the most weirdest like reunion scene ever in the whole entire awkward reunion scenes. It's like, hello, friend not friend my enemy is like you know like w- wouldn't you like want to like stare coldly at people like that like who you don't like like just show up and just stare at them <laughs> this is like this is so weird but like I mean Brent's weird but who knows you know like he, he could be like you know he's miles away now like he's like totally like a human robot at this point. But he's also so, like a you know, like an internet kind of thing. Like they probably downloaded 
like the whole of the history this brain that kind yeah but I just hope there's more payoff to next episode like I think in the next episode we'll see in episode 2 we'll see uh the trial um with uh Jamie like with with Danny and Jamie and uh how she's gonna torture him in many various ways like I don't know feed him to the dragons and stuff like that and also they're gonna prepare for like the war the next war and the big battle scene in like uh season 3 ah season 3 episode 3 <laughs> I wish it was a season 3 um and yeah I, I would say that I heard episode 3 three's battle scene is kind of like the Helm's Deep kind of thing hopefully uh I mean we would have some heavy losses there I wouldn't know who I mean like obviously but none of us would know who will die but I wonder who it'd be interesting to see and yeah I just hopefully that it'll be good and I think the setup for it will be totally a setup for next um, I mean next episode also will be a setup for app 3 la app 3's battle will there be a dead dragon will there be you know like everybody's dying yeah who knows man and of course I think the payoff also will be Danny having to contend with that whole John has a better claim on the throne with her thing like thing team because they were totally about her as like her own her whole her whole life she's been told that she's like this is her birthright this is her you know her right to be the queen and stuff like that but somehow you know as she's so close so super close to getting her what she wants she will be like you know it'll be like the rug pull out under her that this guy that she's in love with and she has a better claim on her on that throne than her she will like go ballistic and I hope to see that happen and now I think that's like the biggest you ending because like it's a given that the two of them will die but the the two of them dying but at the hands of each other they'll be like oh my god they'll be so bittersweet like I don't know I just hope it, they don't like fall too far from their original characters I guess who knows man this show this show this show well I think that's about it I will wrap, wrap things up and hopefully I'll see you all back next week same time same channel goodbye